0: Welcome to Life Radio, where we aim to live independently for excellence with your host, Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, licensed professional counselor. Do you sometimes feel that nobody understands what you are going through and that others do not share your personal struggles? You may be surprised. Today, you will listen and learn from the stories and our testimonies on the program. Now, here is your host, Victoriously Speaking.
1: Hello, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Nicole, aka Victorious and Victoriously Speaking, and we are here on Life Radio, brought to you by Hearts to Nourish Hope, and we are here to live independently for excellence. And we are, oh, I'm so excited because we're doing the finale of the root of all evil for the love of money and today it's like one of my favorite topics because we're gonna take it to the streets we're talking about being hood rich we're talking about by any means necessary doing that survival and i got my homeboys my wise group i got my homeboy out in the shy so don came back what's up so don you there
2: i'm right here how you doing
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for coming back to talk about some hood, Rich. What's up? I got my boy Rossi right here. What's going on, Rossi? What's
3: going on? What's going on?
1: Hey, hey, and hey, my partner in crime, Magic the Big Homie.
3: What it do, people? What it do? That's
1: right. And so, we, you know, I was really excited about this show because when I was talking about the whole concept of poverty, I was really leading up to today. I, I hope do y'all understand why. You gotta understand. Do you know why why I was leading up to today?
4: It was MLK oh, break Day down for us.
1: <laughs>
4: it, was the King
1: Day. it just happened to be MLK Day. And you you know what? One of my favorite, favorite speeches, um, and I had to I had to start with this just because it is MLK Day, right? So we this is uh, Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite ones, and, and I'm gonna read this real short. But I, I know you got to understand why it's one of my favorite ones. It just happened to be MLK Day, okay? So he said, I can't read like him because you know my voice, but I'm, I'm going to try it. I come here... No, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No leaking Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennisonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood, his own Emancipation Proclamation. Don't let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. And somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They coached it in language. They made everything black ugly and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading, low, and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high, clean. Well, I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black. And I'm beautiful. Woo! I love the words. I love those words. Okay. So tell me this. Tell me this, y'all. Cause I, I that that to me that was profound and in and how we're talking about what we're talking about today. Why do you why do you think that?
3: Um, well, I think what he was dealing with a lot was uh, Self esteem and how society uh, Really affects us as black people in terms of our Self esteem which also has an Effect on our buying habits and how we Deal with money and how we deal with ourselves mm-hmm. So I think that's one That's one thing he was kind of saying with that as well
1: What do you think Matt? I
3: don't know what I think
1: <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody Want
4: to know what I think uh-huh. I'm tell you right now I'm I'm tell you right now
1: Well, so Don, what do you think about that speech? It's one of my
2: favorites. Well, 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 first of all, I think the thing that we really have to look at is when you start talking about being ashamed and having low self-esteem and having a poor self-image, is that you can only live up to what you believe you're entitled to having. So if I convince you that you are not entitled to have anything, then you always live below where you should be. So I think in that speech especially... You know, he's saying, hey, man, we don't have to feel bad for the situation that we're in because he wants people to lift their heads up and to start being more ambitious and seeing the real gifts and talents that we have. Because if you look throughout history, we've invented everything. They just don't give us credit for it. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you start seeing it from, from the eyes of someone who sees the greatness in you, you you're more amb- ambitious. You know? right. It's like having a mama that believes in you.
1: Okay.
2: You, know, you go out there and you knock them out.
1: At least that's what right. you say they did. <laughs> I, I think one of the things about the speech, though, and something that I always try to instill in people as a therapist, or even just you know mm-hmm. as a person who's an advocate and in the community, is that you gotta believe in yourself. You can't let nobody mm-hmm. define who you are. You know, and and mm-hmm. I go through that a lot at the prison. Like, yeah, okay, right now you number so so and so and so, but you can't. Take your mind there to where you stop believing in yourself because you're not going to always be here. You know what I mean? And so those are things that I think I'll be thinking about a lot of time. But uh, I'm still waiting on Magic's comment because he over there, I don't know, his brain just moved. Hey,
4: <laughs> I'm trying to be cool because,
1: uh-huh.
4: you know, because I'm one of them. Like, you know, like I have to speak from the people perspective. Like I have to speak like, you know, I'm a project baby. Oh, Lord. So, it. you know, so I'm one of them ones that people think that still in that mindset because, you know, we represent where we come from. We live it. We love it. I mean, mm-hmm. but then they say, well, you don't have to stay there. Do uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is where I'm going to be mentally, but that doesn't, that shouldn't, define who i am to you because uh the fact that you know i like these bricks i i like this project where the game that's where i come from that's what i love that's what that's that's, that's all all i know so why i can't get to love something else that i don't know so uh and i'm not uh, familiar with but that doesn't mean that that's you know that doesn't mean that that's what we want to stay, or that's what we want to be physically. Mm-hmm. But mentally that's where our comfort zone is at.
1: So so you taking me, you taking me to the topic of our first segment which is hood rich. Well, you uh, hear that word hood rich. Cuz see sometimes you got to say it, you know, with with that authority too. You know hood rich, you know what I mean? You got to get it in. Uh, so um like where did that come from though? I don't
4: know, hood, you know, first first you can't say, they say we can't say the word, but the first people I heard say and live hood rich was uh, Manny Fresh now, man." Uh, I bought boy Bourbon, you know what I mean, that hood right. rich thing, mm-hmm. everything in my mama name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Amen. Hood <laughs> rich. <laughs> so, so, so that's so, you know what I mean, but hood Riches, you know what I mean, like to this day, every, all my mail go to my mama house. I mean, so in my mind, I'm hood rich. You know, like...
1: Okay, so I I had to pull some stuff off the computer today. Hmm. I had three definitions of hood rich. One came from the Urban Dictionary, which I thought was hilarious. Um, It says, someone who buys expensive clothes, cars, and eats out at expensive restaurants, but returns home to a shack in the hood... They usually are in debt up to their ears and they keep trying to live the affluent lifestyle until the repo man comes and tows their car. Most of the people who live the hood rich lifestyle are black and the hood rich car of choice is a Cadillac Escalade with 30 inch chrome rims all bought with money they don't have. They would rather eat ramen or government cheese and live in a roach motel than have to not have expensive stuff. Now, that was the Urban Dictionary. That,
4: that, that's some garbage. Now, that
1: sounds like... That's, that's,
4: <laughs> that's, that's, that's some garbage.
1: <laughs> okay, wait, I got two more. All right, so the, on, the Online Slang Dictionary said that hood rich is when you are living in the hood and you got, like, a hood house and you got a bin outside, that's hood rich. It just don't equal out when your car costs more than 10 times what the house is worth. Mm-mm. But man, we're
4: some lavish people, man. Even is that after, lavish? No. We, 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 when we had jewelry. We had gold. We big drums and shine. That's what we
1: do. <laughs> but that's not really where we get it from. If you did your history a little what bit. Where we get it from. But I got one more. Yourdictionary.com. On, on. It says exhibiting flamboyant spending habits while doing nothing to improve one's living conditions. Now that's the best one. Okay, I
2: can. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. the best
1: one. If you if you think about it, because that's, that's you know. That's flossing. That's keeping up with the Joneses. That's hits.
4: flossing. I don't know if that considered to be hood rich. That's flossing. No, I, I,
1: I like that diction. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like flossing. that.
4: That's flossing. That's That's stunting. Is that stunting? That's not Hood Rich? That's stunting. You know what I mean? Hood Rich is you know what I'm saying? Hood Rich is a, a, you know, Hood Rich is like a religion. A
1: religion?
4: Yeah, like some people mm. like it's It's like a religion. It's like, it's like a, you know. A, and who's
1: mine? Like what you mean? Well, well, I think, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> well huh What you well,
2: I think today? That we'll- well, when we start talking about hood, Rich, I mean, I think about get rich or die trying. You yeah. know? I think about, about people who have turned their lives into this ever-loving pursuit of self-esteem, um, trying to create value for themselves and trying to go from invisible to visible. So when I get a car, now women notice me. You know, when I got the fly sneakers or I got the fly, you know, jacket on, now people notice me. When I got a nice watch, now people notice me. So I'm trying to be visible. I'm trying to matter. I'm trying to get people to understand that, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, which is why when we, you know, we we floss and we like, man, I'm going to kill them with this one. You know, it's all about an (laughs) internal lack of love for yourself being fed by material stuff that they tell you creates value. You know, when you start saying, well, Cadillac means that you made it. But who told you that a Cadillac meant that you made it? Mm -hmm. Most likely the Cadillac dealer. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, we we really feel bad about ourselves. And we think if we put a polo shirt on, that it means we matter.
1: So, I mean, I don't like uh, any of those. I mean, where did that come from, though?
2: Do you believe that?
1: Some people do. I mean, when you look at that, like... You know, okay. Now I, I know when I was younger, back in the day, what was it? We had, okay. I ain't gonna tell my age. Let's talk about now. <laughs> Let's talk about. We already talked about the red bottoms. We already talked about. Um, we got you know people going out buying these Michael Kors bags and all this stuff, and but yet they can't you know pay their phone bills and all these various things. I mean, is that hood rich?
4: Yes. I got a question since it's MLK Day. Okay was Martin Luther King hood, Rich?
2: Well, it's a different thing, though. I mean, you look at Martin Luther King, yeah, he had the trappings of success, but he had the trappings of success because he was a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He was able to go speak, and he was able to get money that way. But when you start talking about people in the hood, you know, it becomes a situation or whatever I could get to make me feel better if it's some knockoff Versace shades, or if it's, you know, rims on my car. And I'm not hating on it. I'm just simply saying that at some point it just becomes about our emotions being fed. Like, nobody gives you no points for paying your mortgage. But they give you points for being a VIP with them bottles with the sparklers on them. So, I mean, we're trying to matter. You know, I want people Is to it see... Is it trying to matter? Do you think
1: it's really trying to matter? Like,
3: yeah, I mean, first of all, being hood rich Is obviously an oxymoron When it really breaks down to is consumerism Which is a byproduct of Escapism, so people right. Living in projects and things of that nature Maybe where I'm living ain't worth a damn, but at least if I could Get a fly car, or at least if I can get some Jordans, like you said, somebody can come And look at me, it's about making Us feel better about our current situation And a lot of time when people are so Suppressed economically, what Happens is they have an exaggerated response That's one of the reasons why you t- he brought up baby for an uh, example he had 50 cars when he got on and they breaking down because he can't even drive them that's a, that that comes from an exaggerated response to not having nothing you mm, understand me right, okay
1: so. now i'm glad you said that i'm glad you said that so how does that feed back into you know the mindset of poverty and just you know that whole thing about the love of money
3: you know i just think what it does is it, it 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 shapes your priorities unfortunately because again you know we are all sort of have certain social social needs and things of that nature um and a lot of times our priorities you know take a back seat and, I, and i'll give you my own personal story when i was growing up my mother she was one of them people look you're not getting all these different colored sneakers you better get one pair that match everything you understand I me? And i had to wear them <laughs> I, wrong. I, had, I had to wear them wrong all year so my sneakers dirty everybody mm. else coming to school fried. So when i got my first little gig Man, I bought 30 pairs of sneakers. I had a new pair of sneakers every day of the month. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's something I never had. So when I got it, I'm going nuts with it. You understand so me? So that's when you like
1: have- that syndrome where, uh, you know, because you told me I can't have it. And when I'm able to get it, I'm going to go out and get it. I'm going to get it and I'm sure. going to be the best and at I'm, it. And I'm going to get it big, too. Yeah, you going to get it yeah, until <laughs> you, you satisfy
4: satisfied the craving. But, exactly. you know, and that's normal. I don't understand why it's such a bad thing. You know, like, if you... Like you go to a restaurant you ain't never had that food full or you like, you know, and you like it, you eat it every chance you get until you get satisfied. And I don't understand what the problem is when us as a people, we want to be satisfied and we do what we like until we satisfied. Then we got to be, you know, we got to be looked at in a negative fact for that. I don't like that. Like, yes, I think you should have bought you sixty pair of shoes. <laughs> Would you satisfied? You know but what I mean? But do it make mm-hmm. sense? If, yes, if it you, makes sense no, because, no. You, because, because you building. Because first of all, you building yourself. But when do you're it doing make sense things.
1: if you buy sixty pair and then you can't pay your bills?
4: Well, so. that's a different ball game, but okay, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different ball game when you're but talking about uh, <laughs> responsibilities and, pro- and, you know. But and- that's
1: what we're talking about, because you got all these people talking about they hood rich, and they ain't got a pot to piss in. That's all I'm saying. Right,
4: but, but we're talking about hood rich as a religion, or we talking about hood rich as what he talking about, right to talking about as a, uh I'm talking you know, about hood pro- rich as pro- 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 a, a know, mindset. National, this is and know, the mindset, right the mindset is, you know, and and your religion is a mindset. You're a, if you're a, if you're a Jew, you're a Christian. That's a mindset. <laughs> so,
2: but but the religion is is whatever you practice. You know, just to break religion now, it's whatever you practice. So and we practice being hood right. <laughs> Wait, don't, so now
1: I don't play I'm <laughs> so,
2: yeah. family. You know. But if we practice poor economic responsibility, at the end of the day I'll use myself as an example. You know, I was a VIP, I was running the streets, and then when I didn't have money anymore because I didn't have a job to keep funding it, then I was broke. And right. I didn't have any money saved up. I didn't have any money for a rainy day, and now I'm out here, you know, going trying to, you know, <laughs> get some blood to get money to put gas in the car. Just hustling. So but we so got
1: probably. one minute.
4: Let me get. We getting hey, ready. To take so a break. So you still? The, so are you doing in nasa No, I learned from that man. I'm <laughs> but, but but when you were doing it, you were say, but you satisfied the craving, so now you can move forward. Oh
1: no. Okay, wait. We get ready. To take this break, y'all. We gonna come on back. We're going to come on back to the next part of the show. I want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll be right back.
5: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the thereconciliationmovement.org victoriously speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services she is a licensed professional counselor a motivational speaker writer performer and community advocate book victoriously speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer victoriously speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence free from fear anger and our doubt For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661.
6: Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts' programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Everywhere I go, chasing me.
0: You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at the movement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking.
1: Right, welcome back. We was we was in a heated conversation about Hood Rich between my brother Sedan and um, my brother Magic over there. Y'all was y'all was going in. So I, I but I want I want to take it to another level, okay? Because one of the things I think that bothers me the most sometimes, I um since I, especially since I've been working in the prison over with, with the Feds, right? And and these little young guys come in there. And the stuff that they come in there that they have done makes absolutely no sense. But they don't see nothing wrong with it. So, you know, you got somebody who out there robbing, killing, stealing, and they saying, well, I'm doing it so I can feed mine, right? So, they, it's by any means necessary, as they say. So, I found it interesting that on, on lyrics.com, it said there are over 90 songs that mention by any means necessary, the, and the majority of them were rap songs that depict violence, drugs, and or sex for survival. But when, you know, when I hear by any means necessary, I think about Malcolm X.
4: Them folks don't know what the song talking about.
1: They don't
4: know. <laughs> them folks, them folks that you know, like, don't get me started. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm tired, boss. What you tired for? Oh, I'm just I'm tired. Cause these people, like, they don't know what to. People don't be like Pop.
1: Okay. He wasn't
4: promoting violence. He was just letting you know something need to be done about this situation. This is what's going on.
1: But that's not what they saying now, though. When they, These young people, when they're saying by any means necessary, and i give you an example. And I thought it was interesting. It was this, uh, and this is old. This goes back to 1992. It was a group in Germany of all people, or places. And they was called Teenage Riot. And they had a song There was... Uh, called Teenage Riot. And <laughs> but they had these lyrics that said kill by any means necessary, win by any means necessary, live and die by any means necessary. Right? Right.
4: And- so that's what Nat Turner was saying.
1: Okay. What you mean by that?
4: The same thing to people in the lyrics, Like, you know what I mean? Like you you talking about the environment maybe. Uh-huh. You're not talking about, you know, you you know you you can't just say is you know uh you know like you gotta understand what we face with on a daily day on a day to day basis. Who are you know? we? People like that who write the songs like that. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: go ahead, go ahead, I'm listening.
4: Yeah.
1: I um, I guess my whole thing is is like I said I talked to a lot of young people today that they think it's okay to rob, kill, and steal as long as they eat and their kids or their family eat.
4: It's survival.
1: Okay, is that okay? Ooh.
4: Well, like, as you go into the you can't go after the lion in, in the jungle. Is it okay to, to, to We survive? ain't no
1: doggone animals.
2: You are not? Well,
1: <laughs> go ahead. Well,
2: but if you look at from a historical perspective, any great move was done through counterculture and violence. Whether you go back to the taking of America, whether you look at the southern um outlaws who were robbing trains because they were disenfranchised and they had lost the war, whether you go to the early 1900s with the mob and the gangs in New York, who were the disenfranchised people of that time. The only way that throughout history people have really gotten their foothold in is by taking it. So if you're the oppressed group of people, whether you be African-American or whether you be you know, Anglo Saxons from Europe who ended up in the south losing to the north, you gonna try to fight for your freedom. You know, if mm-hmm. you in Haiti, you fighting for your freedom. You know, if you open went free in a bunch of women right now, you fighting for your freedom. And when you in a All fight, right. it's hard to say these are the rules that you have to fight by. You like, I'm not trying to fight by the rules, I'm trying to win. Because sure. I know the other guy not gonna play by the rules. So it becomes a situation of I'm trying to get whatever it is that I want, because I'm tired of being oppressed. You know, you're tired in the hood, especially, of seeing five, six blocks outside of where you stay, all this gentrification, and you can't move in these places. You know, like you know, I look at like Jennings. Who's fault
1: is that?
2: You, you know, you say what?
1: Whose fault is that?
2: Well, I mean, some who's of it is it? simply because when you take all of the, the labor jobs away, now you need to be skilled in order to work. So, without an industrial revolution to take people who don't have education, you don't have people who could just come up. You know, you used to go to the North and work for Ford and work and make as much money as a lawyer. But now you don't have that. So, now we have to retrain our people. We have to retrain our thought process to operate in a different realm. You know, now we have to be able to use our minds when before we could use our hands.
1: Okay, so again, so let's who's fault is Genis. that though? Now, nah, let him tell you oh, what I'm going to
4: say about right. Life Genis. Oh, right. Okay, go ahead. What, what you going to say about Life Genis?
1: Well, when
2: you look at Life Genis, they talk about the song when he's like, man, they be riding by with these DVDs and these TVs in their ride. It's like, man, I'm broke and I'm watching people ride by.
4: Hey. It's hard. And what did he say? I'll be robbing them. <laughs> 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 I be robbing
1: uh, these me. I'm riding. a
4: stick-up kid. That's, that's how I live. That's how I get because
1: it. Because it's survival, you know. And my whole thing about even talking about this, because sometimes I think people don't get it. You know, I I, I sit down sometimes because, and again, I can only go from my experiences here recently. Just talking to a lot of guys that's caught up now because they were trying to take care of their families, and I think people don't, you know, they see. All these you know this stuff like on TV you can't turn on the news without crimes and like now they got all these you know senseless crimes and stealing and stuff but it's like people out there hungry yeah whose fault is that I'm still trying to get down to whose fault this is though that's what you I can't want to talk
4: about. say it's they you can't say it's you know it's you know it's it's a flawed system the period you know um you know, like, that's like, you know, when the English came over or whoever was came over and they took the land from the people that was here and they called it Thanksgiving. Then you went west and the Louisiana Purchase. A lot of people don't know about the Louisiana Purchase. It was real simple. The Indians never seen a doe with a doughnut. Mm-hmm. And so they gave the people a dough with a doughnut. They sat down, open the door for hour, open, close the door. That's how they got the Louisiana purchase, a with a dough with a doughnut. Then you tell me that, you know, you came, you took, like, like, like my man was saying, you took, you conquered. Now, these are the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. But now, when we begin to live by the laws of the land, we wrong. But we wouldn't. Even, if you want to took the land, you want to did nothing. You brought slaves over. You did everything. You done. You done it the wrong way.
3: Right. Then tell everybody else to do it the right way. Right. Right.
1: I, I, okay. Well this, okay. I'm trying to understand because this this is my thing. Right. You know, I, I'm from Gary. Okay. I grew yeah. up in um in Inglewood also in California. And I was exposed to a lot of things and seen a lot of stuff, and um, it's a lot of us who got out. How do you explain yeah. that, opposed yeah. to the people who didn't? It's because
3: you're the exception to the rule.
1: How, it was, how is I that? I well, don't think
3: you got out. What
1: do you mean you don't think got out?
4: Nah, I mean, but, you may have got out physically, but mentally, you but don't not, mean like you still, like, what you call home, like, what you know at home, like, that's still gonna be home. Yeah. So, you well, know, so, you can live a different life now that you, but when you think about home, when you think about what made you, you still there. Yeah. So, it ain't no way, it ain't no getting out. It's what you born into and that's what you live with the rest of your life. But not well, only that. What you about to say, to that? i say,
1: but,
2: Well, 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 two things we have to look at. First of all, it's not our fault, but it's our responsibility. That's the first thing. It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. And in regard to getting out, getting out 20 years ago, you could go work at a factory. You could go work at a company because we were still in the industrial age. We were still in an economy that was expanding. But now when you're in an economy that's contracting, there's more competition for these jobs. Before... You can lose a job at one place and then go to another place and get a job in the same day. Now we have highly qualified, educated people who can't get a job. So now you have these people who would have had jobs before taking jobs that would go to people who are unskilled. So it really just kind of starts to push the status quo down and people, unfortunately, getting crushed and trapped underneath it. Mm-hmm. Hey Ross,
1: that, I got that's one. A good, that's
4: a good point. It's a good point. Now, now I got now Ross. Right, so if we shake the mentality of getting out, like I think that need to go away. Instead of getting out, we need to be investing back, right? Would you say like you know what I mean? that what happen? Like we get a little job, get a little security by ourselves, and want to move out.
1: What my
6: if
3: we don't invest back. No, I think you should <laughs> do both. I think you need to move out and invest <laughs> back. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you, you know
3: what I'm saying? Because <laughs> to yourself, yeah, you gotta do both because there's so many other influences in there that you don't have control over. So, but well, that's what to, I was.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because when mm-hmm. I left home, like real talk, when I left home, because I, I went to Purdue, I went and then I, I came home with the Purdue Cal, and I was, you know, still hanging out, and I was dating this guy. Um, Who ended up being a dope boy? I didn't know that though at first, cause he was kind of he wasn't a okay he wasn't a flamboyant type. Okay, he drove an older Cadillac. That's funny. Um, and, uh, he was uh, rich, but um, it was it was okay. So that was he, the happiest
4: time of your life when you were hood rich. No, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, your
4: <well>, uh, <laughs> People, y'all can't no. say it, but she's blushing.
1: But no. But, nice you know my family thought he was nice he he was cool and stuff but he tried to get me to move and come to find out he had a whole nother girlfriend he had a different house so apparently he had two houses the house (laughs) I used to go to was in Miller but he had a whole nother house over in um, Marshalltown and so (laughs) with a whole nother girlfriend and everything and I didn't know about it so when I found out about it I had left him alone but then like I was hanging out with my peoples one day at the park and he came and he choked me he like cause I wouldn't get in the car with him and I remember calling my friends and like, yo, I got to get out of Gary because I'm not going to make it like it was just like really crazy. You know what I mean? And so my yeah. homegirl moved out there. That, that that was what made me move, even though I was in college. I was, you know, and I was doing well. I was working, you know, I, and I was, you know, but. I couldn't take the environment and the things that was going on because I kind of got tricked. I ain't going to say I got tricked into the relationship. In some ways, I did because I was with him for months right. and had no idea what he was doing. And so, um, but that's why I left, you know, but
3: well, everybody had these but things. Think about what that did. So, let's say there was another dude. Let's take another scenario. There might have been another dude that's feeling you. You dating this dope boy. He got two houses. He got two cars. <laughs> he thinking, man, I can't compete with that. How am I going to get a girl like Nicole? Absolutely. I need to slang dope too.
4: You see how right. that works. So, so, so we, so we coming up on the subject of dating hood rich and dating, and and does in our uh, hood rich uh, relationships are they successful or not or you know or they end up in divorce. like what is the hood like
1: No, not when you're getting choked out because you won't get in the car <laughs> i'm sorry <No. laughs> those are memories of mine that are not good okay that's uh-huh. why i just try to leave that stuff and get her you
4: know hood rich you know i was dating a chick one time like i had to buy groceries for her mama
1: uh-huh.
4: like that what the mama expect like if you come over there like she expect you to put eggs milk and stuff in their refrigerator like this, this hood rich type stuff, man. Like you know, what I mean, this expectations when you, you know, when you was a hustler kind of fellow, you know, like yeah, expectations. What do you of, know
1: about being a hustler kind of fellow?
4: You know, I mean, you know, just from my experience and what I seen.
1: Okay. My, <laughs> just <laughs>
4: what I just from what I seen and you know, in my years of upbringing, you you're know, right. I just seen, right, you know, I have right. seen these guys how you know, these guys, you know, they make this money and you know, what I mean, And the expectation of and from the female, the hood rich female mm-hmm. that puts the pressure yes. on I me. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, it's hard. You wait, know what wait, I mean?
1: Hold on. So, Dad, are you over there on the amen side to myself? Exactly. Okay, I know what you're saying, though. It, it, it do be working okay. like that. But,
2: yeah. but not... I mean, think about it. Um, you got these young men who are in these fatherless houses being put in positions to have to be men before it's daytime by people who can't teach them how to be men. So, now you're taking some 12, 13-year-old boy and made him the head of your house. So, now he feels responsible because he has this emotional bond with you. So he thinks he got to take care of you. It's not his job to take care of you. But you position him to think lot. he does.
6: Mm-hmm. So now he's out
2: here trying to figure out how he could take care of you. And some dude walk up to him and say, hey, take this $50, man. Go and get your people some groceries and stuff and come back tomorrow. I got some work for you. He's right. looking at this guy like, okay, this is the guy that's going to help me
4: right. save my family. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the OG. So,
2: Right. The OG's supposed to, you know, teach you something positive, not something negative. But when you put your kid in a position to where he thinks he got to be the head of the house for this dysfunctional house where there's no money, what other thing can he do to get it? Right. You
4: know, and he going to he gonna be loyal to it. And whoever we'll show him that first love, that who he's loyal to. So he's going to be loyal to this life. Mm-hmm. By right. any means necessary. By any means necessary. That's
1: right. Yep. I... I it, I mean, I, this is the thing. I understand it. It Paul don't hurt Martin. no
4: more.
1: I understand it. I think. I think the thing is, do do everybody understand it, and do we know, like, what it takes to really get out of that, or do you think it's possible? Because it ha- it's age old. It's been going on forever.
4: It's a financial step, like like I know my man, Rasha, right here would say. It's a it's a it's a financial step. But I guess the only thing that I'm in argument with is, you know, I don't think that we have to live. Like, you know, like, I have been able to go to college or uh, the Air Force. You know what I mean? I've been able to be successful in my own right. But i still been able to, you know, stay what's true to me. I've been able to stay hood.
1: Don't tell nobody a, else you was in the Air Force because that's not a real branch. I'm
4: it's, sorry. It's go a, ahead. It's, <laughs> that's part of branch. It is that's the smartest brain. The, the military, it is. That's right. You know what I mean like you know like uh you know we work smarter not harder. Uh-huh. So All but right. you know but you know but you get you, you go to college you get multiple degrees like I have. Uh you know you been but and manage to uh stay true to yourself. And I think that a lot of time that's why our young individuals are so lost because we tell them that they can't stay true the way they come from. You can be just as uh you can be just as successful as you want to, you can be just as smart as you want to, you can be, I mean, and still be true to yourself. And then I'ma tell you who took it over the top with being hood rich.
1: Who
4: was that? Barack Obama and <laughs> Michelle Obama. Now Michelle was uh, now, 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 Michelle was hood rich now, Michelle, now, Michelle was more hood rich than Barack.
1: we got one minute to break we gonna go back because we gonna talk about what, what it's gonna take for us uh, to wake mm-hmm. up and maybe try to get some unity in our community or something I don't know we need to do something though because it's getting worse all
4: them woke Amen. folks oh, yeah, they shit
1: today. well we getting ready to take a break I hope you guys are still listening. Come on back as we get ready to wrap some Mm. of this up on MLK Day. MLK. Peace.
5: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no- and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit thereconciliationmovement.org victoriously speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services she is a licensed professional counselor a motivational speaker writer performer and community advocate book victoriously speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer victoriously speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence free from fear anger and our doubt For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661.
6: Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit. our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? where I go, me.
0: You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at movement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Ah!
1: We just ended that last segment. I have to let my boy Magic kind of finish his thought process on how Obama's, the Obama's were hood rich.
4: Let's listen. I want to hear this. Oh, Obama and them were hood, but they kept Michelle, you know, like I give it, you know, all the kudos to Michelle, much respect for her, but she used natural hair products. Like, you know, like, you know, it would definitely you know, season, salt and flour and all kind of stuff in the White House that that went there before. So, you know what I mean? Like, she stayed true to herself. Like, you know what I mean? She didn't try to go and put on, like, buy a new body and, and try to <laughs> do all these, uh, these different things. You know what I'm saying? And Obama, the coolest walk in the business, man. Like, you got to, like, you know, what president you know that was just this cool, like, and played it this cool? Like, I man, these people stayed true to themselves, man, like, and you knew they was who you knew, like, you could see on them without a doubt where they were from, what they represented, what they've been through, and they still handled themselves accordingly. They were very professional. I mean, the best that what they do, I mean, we're not going to have another person to get into the White House that was... That that was just the greatest. Like he, I, you know, like I hadn't lived through a lot of presidents, but to me, that's the greatest president that we're gonna see in our lifetime.
1: Okay.
4: And Barack smoked Newports.
1: So we not. Oh Lord. Okay.
4: That that was irrational? Yeah, he. I mean, he's a hood guy. Like okay. right now, he in the, like right now, he's somewhere in Chicago with a Newport.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we. Go- Woo. Okay, so I want to talk about like what it would take, um, just just to take us out for the rest of the show. What is gonna take for us to um to see some change, or what do you think? Because now one of these things on um, there's another MLK speech that I printed out called "What Is Your Life's Blueprint." It was the uh the the sweep street one, the street sweeper, and he said, "I want to mm. ask you." question and that is what is your life's blueprint whenever a building is constructed you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint and that blueprint serves as the pattern as the guide and a building is not well erected without a good solid blueprint now each of you is in the process of building the structure of your lives and the question is whether you have a proper a solid and a sound blueprint
2: so in my mind, is that the problem? We don't have. Do we have a blueprint? Well, I think. I think well, I think I think Hood Rich was the blueprint. I think it was GetRich.com dot com because we looked at the mafias and we looked at the outlaws and we looked at the oil men. And we said, okay, they got it by any means necessary. They was out here going hard, doing prohibition. They was going hard, you know, doing, you know, the stagecoach days and the gold mining days, just taking whatever they wanted. And we thought that we could do the same thing, but what we found out is that that plan don't work for us. So we tried to go to school. School don't work for us. So I think what we have to do now is we have to, first and foremost, create value. We have to go back to operating in excellence. I mean, one of the things I talk about in my book is that whatever it is that we do, we have to be dominant so that there's no doubt when we go in for the job that literally we're the best person in the building, that when we get an opportunity, we shut them down and take over. Because the only thing you could do right now is take your God-given talent, create, disrupt, improve, or invent. You know, we need to start trying to be the next, Mark Zuckerberg. So we need to start being the next B and B guys, the next Uber, next Lyft guys, because we got enough athletes and you know people who get money to invest in those ideas. We just have to have the intellect to actually execute them.
1: Hmm. Okay. So he's, LeBron he's,
2: he's, can he's, do an there. venture capital thing, and you could have an app.
1: But and this, but this is my thing, though. They don't allow them to. I mean, I'm saying I don't think they really allow them to do stuff like, like that. Because it seems like every time they try to get a voice to things, they get shut down. Well,
4: yeah, but I think we need to slay for A million you dollar know. slay.
1: Right. You, I, you Ooh, said God. that right. A million dollar slay.
4: You're huh? A million dollar slay. You ain't got your 40 <laughs> acres and a mule.
1: They only gonna let people go. Because I can't, you know, I, I... It's hard for me to understand. You know, you got these things that come up and everybody got something to say. And You might turn on the NBA or the NFL and you'll see them holding hands and standing up and they will make t-shirts and make money off the shirts and all these things is going on, but they got all this money. And you don't see that type of investment. You might see, well, oh, LeBron sent thousands of kids to school. Or you might see, you know, things like that and they say, oh, look, I did something.
4: But yeah, but he can't help for real. And if he did yeah, help for real, he, that, he, he, he would die. The last <laughs> person he would like, you know, isn't that funny? The last person that they could control, mm-hmm. they killed, him. Tupac. They had to. When you couldn't control, they had to kill Malcolm X. They had to kill Martin Luther King. The people who they couldn't control, they are they gonna kill. And
1: that's him. why people ain't doing nothing
4: now. Jesse Jackson supposed to be dead. He no, backed but, down.
1: Ugh. You're right. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Jesse Jackson bad (laughs)
4: now. Bad down. He's supposed to... Jesse Jackson, he's he's supposed to took the bullet.
1: We got some watered down uh, civil activists going on. Change
4: plantation, you're right.
1: But when we start going back to talking about what is the blueprint, you know, do we have one? Do we have a blueprint? Yeah, we got individual blueprints, but do we have a blueprint... For our MLK streets, like we was talking earlier, in our communities that don't have, the schools that don't have. You know, it's a reason. I think the thing that bothers me the most is that, and I remember this, um, I was I was doing some work over there um, off of Fulton Industrial and in those apartments off of MLK, and these apartments were horrible. Like, nobody, these apartments need to be shut down, ran down. They got little girls over there getting raped they had all kind of stuff going on and won't nobody touch it. But then if you go, I went to a, a police meeting and they sat there and they talked about the people who was in gated communities. And it's like, Oh, well y'all pay to make sure that y'all are safe, but you don't make sure that the people that, that don't have a safe. And I've seen this with my own eyes in several communities, not just over there. And you sit here and you say, well, what's the blueprint? We, you know how you can get us that look like us in office and sit there and will talk about their own people just because they don't have. So, what's the blueprint? How do we get those people to stop in in all now, this madness?
4: Them people is going to suffer from what, what Rasa was talking about earlier. If you never had it, then they get this power. I mean, it, but it, it may not be nothing like a shoe, but sometimes the people never felt power. Then they work and they get in power. They get in power position, so they're going to... Run it until they satisfied.
1: Right, but this is but this is the thing. But you sit there, you put those same people in jail. You'll do all these different things, and to me, you 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 got a part to play in this because you was put in a position to to serve this community, and you're not serve. I mean, and those are the things when I look at you know especially doing grassroots and doing the things that we do. It's like when I'm going out trying to make the most difference nobody really they don't want you to make a difference no, you know no. i'm going to a certain community oh don't go there because they got bad bugs well what are we gonna do about it
3: you mm, just gonna let them have is, bad bugs yeah, i mean okay. you
1: know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like, they're
3: part of the economy they're part of the system a lot of times people don't realize how diabolical the system really is most of those people are really just cogs in the wheel you understand me so they're just right. kind of playing playing their part and you had asked about you know, a blueprint, as you know, I wrote a book that's based upon six steps.
1: Yeah, a six you, did step
3: that. you did Action that. plan. And the reason being is because everybody tries to attack it from one angle. And it's not. It's a multifaceted problem that requires a multifaceted solution.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and the reason we had tribes. That's why I always talk about tribes or reconciliation. Everybody
3: talks about like we might talk about, like, for example, um, an economic issue. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's an economic problem. Yes, we need black businesses, whatever, but then we don't trust one another, right? That's a social issue. Mm-hmm. If you look at other cultures and how they run their businesses, whether it be the Chinese restaurant, whether it be them owning the gas station, those are all family businesses. Mm-hmm. We, we have don't hardly a have families issue. in our community. We have so a family issue. We got that are, issue to deal with. Right. So there's no way to deal with just one thing. It has to be a multifaceted thing. So you need specialists mm-hmm. that can operate. Right, but if areas. you let
1: if you if you allowing crime and rape and our babies you know, to go through the things that they're going through and all this stuff, you're allowing this stuff to keep perpetuating, trauma after trauma and then you wonder why, you know, they get this spirit of entitlement where you feel like you have to have this stuff because I didn't have and I'm gonna eat, but you created an environment and I'm saying those that have the power to change some of these things they just won't do it, and then they'll blame yeah. them because they say, well, they had opportunity, come on, man, I mean I'm just saying, I I've been around. I,
2: I mean I'm you. It. I mean, I feel you, but like you know, like I said last week is that we have to redefine what it means to be African American and not just try to figure out how to fit into America. And it's
1: because not just African American. Right you gotta redefine what it means to get out of poverty. To yeah. you know, that poor man's mentality. I mean anybody who's in poverty, it don't matter whether you're black, white, or uh, indifferent. It just is what it is. It's about poverty. But, it's about the hoods. It's about these ghettos. But the it's thing is,
2: you— but did you know you were poor when you were poor? No, you did. don't know we poor. It's just somebody telling us. Somebody tell tell us. you poor.
1: Exactly. Because when I was overseas, them kids didn't have nothing. They dirty. Half their houses were blown up, and they was happy to get a lollipop. You know what I mean? Right. So they were exactly.
4: they just as happy as could hey, be. And that's what I think so about. Somebody when told I think us we, we was poor. Rich
2: happiness. Don't you say?
1: Right. Sadat?
2: Somebody told us we was poor. You know, we not poor. You know, I mean, think about it. We might be disadvantaged, but we not poor in regard to when you look at the rest of the world. So really, once we get that a hey, sense of entitlement off us and say, okay. This is where we're at right now. How do we move forward and move strategically and move in areas where we have the control? It'll slowly get better. But as long as we keep trying to prove ourselves to people who don't care nothing about us, it ain't going to work.
1: That's right. And that's why we have to... And that's why I like the one speech I read earlier from MLK. We have to do it for ourselves. Can't nobody do this for us but us. All this stuff about... You know, trying to, you know, assimilate and fit. What are we assimilating into? You know, what what are we really trying to accomplish, like you said, about this whole American dream and thing? I mean, I don't know that it hasn't done anything for us. So so where are we going? We got three oh we got two minutes, y'all. We got two minutes. I need everybody to give a word about where we're going where are we going because it's 2018 and I'm winning I don't know about y'all I'm winning in 2018
4: and 19 and forward so I hope that we all are going on the same road right we definitely going on the same road hey you know I think we've been winning since we've been breathing you know I you know like you have your ups you have your down that's right but you know uh, you know you just got to be thankful for where you're at you know period you know what I mean because you could not have another chance to even try and that's a that's a the, best thing you can have in, in life is a, just the opportunity to
3: to, to to wake up the next day and, and do we it again. one try. minute, y'all.
1: Go ahead. You going
3: to say something? Uh, um, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I think we could be in a much better place. I think one thing that we definitely have to look at is that we need our own institutions because institutions don't cater to us even when we talk about being hood rich in the mentality right? you can teach all these different investment strategies and all that but it a lot of it doesn't speak directly to us just real quick i know there's a meme that went around where it was like i think it was uh bill gates and warren buffett and they're like there's billions of dollars here there's not a gucci belt in sight oh we got oh, 30 seconds oh, well, i'm there's sorry There's still a bunch of corny white guys so that doesn't really fit <laughs> how i don't care how much money they got Yeah. that's just not us so we need to do things that cater to us that way we can accept some of the information that would help us move forward if it was packaged properly
1: All right, y'all. I'm sorry. That was a good talk. I really hope you guys join us uh, next week for the next three uh, episodes. We're going to be for those who served us to the military. Thanks again for coming in. Peace. Peace.
0: Thank you for making Life Radio an important part of your evening. Please join Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, licensed professional counselor, for another edition of the program next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's to living independently for excellence.